listeners, welcome to Rewatch Party, where we lay our scene. Presenting our players, I beeth Harrison Bloom. I beeth Zach Horowitz. And I beeth Mark Green. Say till the end to see my greatest fact about sea turtles ever created. Yeah, we're trying. Me. We're trying something new. We're we're announcing. Yes. Yeah, Harrison's got like this fucking amazing fact about yeah. sea turtles. But if you want to hear it, you gotta listen to the podcast all the way through because we're not saying it now. We're we're humoring him. He came in today really excited, being like, "Guys, I just learned this thing about sea turtles, and I can't <laughs> wait to share it with you." And we we're like, "Save true. it for the end of the podcast." That is true. I you know outside of uh, outside of recording the podcast, we do. Uh, write correspondence to each other. And I received a note today via carrier pigeon from Harrison. <laughs> I was like, Park, Oh, okay. Okay. Zach, Cause when you said we I write correspondence to, to you it. an amazing yeah. fact about sea turtles, but only at the end of the episode of the podcast that we record today. And yes. I was like, fucking sign me up. <laughs> Okay, because when you said we write correspondence to each other as if it was this big reveal, I was like, yeah, Zach, we text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I text you. <laughs> well, Mark, you haven't been receiving no, my carrier pigeons? You don't understand. Harrison sends me a carrier pigeon. <sighs> Mark, you haven't received my carrier pigeons? I. That's what that was. <gasps> oh, they keep getting stuck in the big net around my house. <laughs> That's right. I I put it up to keep out predators. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about iCarly. Yeah, and if you couldn't tell from the intro, we got Shakespeare today. Yeah, there's some Shakespeare in this episode. There's some Shakespeare in this episode. So, prithee, come along with us, fair listener, Mm -hmm. as we go on Mm -hmm. this journey through the theater. Uh, we start this journey through the theater uh, with all of them doing VR and uh, yeah. Carly breaks a lamp. Yep, that's that's about all that has to do with that opening. Thing. Yeah, it's striking me how much that doesn't have to do with anything. I yeah, always make like, a note. I kind of forgot about that until you just brought it up and I was like, oh, yeah, that is how this episode starts. Why did it start like that? I always make a note about like the first thing that happens because I'm always like, well, thing is happening. And often it doesn't have much to do with anything. It's like they're playing Pictionary, but, you know, Carly draws a sad face and they're like, why are you sad? Usually it leads into something. Usually there's like a really weird thing at the start of the episode, like, oh, they're playing Pictionary or there's a horse in the living room. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's the number of times it's such a cliche in sitcoms know, right? for there to be a horse in the living room. I know the horse it's, in the living room trope needs to die. Too many you, horses have have been used to violate you, labor laws. <laughs> the horse in the living room needs to die. That it would make it the best, and you know why? Because you can't beat a dead horse. Yeah. Well, that's bad news, Mark, because I sent a carrier horse to your house specifically you to sit s- in your living room. Oh my god, I have to go check the net! Check the net! Oh no! <laughs> that horse is not a predator. Okay, the horse was tangled friendly. in the net, but we got him out. Oh, good. All right. All right. He's a very friendly horse. He's, yeah. He's a very. He seems like a friendly horse. Actually, it does lead into the rest of the episode in a really weird way because they stop playing VR and Spencer says to Freddie, Freddie, you got to try this thing. You can 
go to space without even talking about Elon Musk. Uh. Sorry, talking to Elon Musk. Anyway, there's an Elon Musk joke. Yeah. And Freddy goes, ah, I'm not in the mood to play VR because Millicent is going to stay oh, with yeah. her mother I, for a while. I believe the, wor- the wording that he uses, because I'm remembering right now and it's wonderful, is, uh, and I quote, I'm too sad for space. Which is uh, <laughs> right, a pretty right. great line. Like I want Maybe. that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet that shit when I'm depressed. I'm gonna be yeah. like, I'm too sad for space. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tattoo it onto my body. Ooh, well, that's some real dedication yeah. you got there. I was just gonna like tweet it and just like yeah. forget about it, and that'll be like one of those things where like a hundred years in the future, they'll look at my Twitter account and be like, what What did he mean by I'm too sad for well, space? Zach, I'm not going to let you tweet it and forget about it because I'm going to get a tattoo of your tweet. <laughs> it's yeah. going to say, I'm too sad for space, I, I Carly. I will Zach send out this tweet right now for real. Do it. I really I'll, want you I'll to do it. I can do it. But yeah. yeah, don't we all just feel that way sometimes? Yeah, being too sad for space is a real dilemma. You're too sad for space, and you're like, I gotta get a tattoo on my body. <laughs> I'm showing them. I actually sent out the tweet. He did it. He did it, fair listeners. Yep. I'm, and I'm proud of you. But anyway, uh, we find out. Uh, He's sad because uh, Millicent is going away for the week or weekend, yeah. I forget. With it's for her the, mother. Yeah. It's yeah. Visiting, visitation rights. You know what yeah. I mean. Her mother is, is coming to town. She's a marine biologist, and she's been studying sea turtles. It's a real coincidence you had a fact about sea turtles. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's almost like we planned this. Um, it's almost no, like this, that, this but we didn't. This sea turtle fact is completely organic, guys. Yeah. It's so good. You just have to wait and see at the end, because it really needs to be heard to be believed. It's a real doozy. I haven't heard it, but that's what I've heard from Harrison. If you send a whole carrier pigeon about it. I haven't heard it, but I trust my good friend Harrison. So if he says it's a doozy, I trust that it's a doozy. (laughs) Anyway, um, she's coming to town and Millicent is playing Juliet in the like Shakespeare tribute anthology play that her thespian class is doing. Yeah. Woohoo. I I always hate those kinds of anthologies, but they are doing one. Yep. <laughs> Hooray. It occurs to me they could have just been doing Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. They built an elaborate set for the balcony. And they don't show any other sets. Yeah, we could have just like cut later into the play. We'll get there. But yeah. it seems to me like they did it as this anthology whatever, just so they could start right away with Romeo and Juliet, which is the one that Millicent is in, but you can just do that anyway. You're a TV show. Yeah. You can cut to whenever you want. You could cut to prehistoric times. It would be weird. I don't know why you would do that in iCarly. Well, because then you can cut to the future where everything is Chrome. Everything is Chrome in the future. Chrome is very in, in the future. It's chic. It's, it's fleek. As the kids say. Um, But guys, Carly hates Gwen. Yeah. Freddie's ex-wife slash Millicent's mother. She just hates her. But unfortunately for Carly, Gwen comes in and she smells like sea turtle afterbirth. (laughs) Which is just like a fun thing to think about. Fresh off the boat. Yeah. It's just just a fun joke. Fresh off the boat. 
Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Sea turtle afterbirth. Just yeah. a fun little thing for you and me to think about. Yeah. I wonder what a sea turtle afterbirth looks like. Harrison, I was not wondering that. I don't Are want to think that about you, sea Harrison turtle Bloom, sea turtle expert, don't know what the sea turtle afterbirth is like? Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I forgot that Harrison just loves sea turtles. What so are you, much. Harrison? Some kind of fraud? Shut up, Zach. I haven't gotten to that part in my book yet. I bet you don't even have like a real sea turtle fact. I bet it's something like, oh, sea turtles can hold their breath for five hours. Shut up, Zach. Zach, You don't know anything about sea turtles. Well, damn, you got me there. (laughs) (laughs) But she smells like sea turtle afterbirth. Just a fun little thing to think about. Because a pipe burst in her apartment. Oh no, where is she going to stay? Maybe with Freddy is what he proposes. Yeah, Freddy proposes it. And uh, yeah, (laughs) he's going to sleep on an air mattress. There's not a lot to say in this opening episode. No, no, you don't, you don't have to, we're, we're getting past it. Don't have to dwell on anything. Um, No one's mandating it. Freddy suggests you should stay with him. And then guys, we get the bombshell. Of the opening, which is that, guys, you know how I told you that Carly hates Gwen? Yeah, because they do. She yeah, does. She, she hates she Gwen. Hate Gwen. Mm-hmm. But then they go outside and plot <gasps> twist, Carly loves Gwen. Oh my They're god, like, oh! a plot twist. I did not see that coming. They're like best friends. Holy shit. They're so happy together as friends. They hug each other. It's so mind-blowing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> anyway, there is no button to the opening scene. They just kind of yeah. hug, and then we go to the title, yeah, which bothered me. Yeah, that's the real problem me. with that opening. There's just a lack of comedy, I guess. I yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. I guess we're done now. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think there's anything... So it's not a very funny opening in general. I don't think there's... I think we're making this the opening to this episode out to be worse than it really is. Okay. Because I think we're yeah. just trying to force things to talk about when we don't really have to. <laughs> okay. I'm recounting the things that happened. I think it's fine. But uh, no, there is no button to the scene. It just sort of ends, which is yeah, not what's weird. supposed to happen in a sitcom. There should be some little joke. Tyler suggested something about like they hug because they're such good friends, and Carly's like, "Gee, you sh- you really do need that shower," which isn't like a sophisticated or great joke. But to Tyler's credit, it's much better than what they have. Which yeah, the is fact nothing. that Tyler came up with that in like two seconds, and it was better than what the actual episode was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, next scene, guys. Millicent gets some bad news. Her costume designer dropped out. If only she knew someone who was really pretty and good at costumes, she says to Harper. Oh, like Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) And then she, of course, says to Spencer, oh, no, if only we knew someone who was good at set design. Oh, like Harper. Because... Yeah, exactly. Well, it's yeah, the logical conclusion. It's great because she uses the exact same phrases to guilt Harper into being her costume designer and Spencer into being the set decorator designer. It's great. I last episode, it's just when it started, I kind of love Millicent now. Yeah, she's great. Millicent. I love that in this scene, like even though she's using the same phrases, she just knows that 
uh, Spencer and Harper are too stupid to see through the fact that it's obviously a ploy to get them to work for her. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's so Nelson good. Kind of went from like really annoying in the first couple episodes to now she's yeah. just kind of evil, but in a fun yep. way. <laughs> Which yeah. I think we talked about this last episode. We maybe did, but I think what it is is that she went from being mean to being evil. She at the beginning of the show, the whole thing was she was just really mean to all of the other characters, which isn't very fun to watch. But now she's just sort of manipulative and she's conceited and like loves herself and her own and like money and just wants to work mm. to her own ends. And that's much funnier than her just like hating everybody else. Yeah, she seems to get along with everybody. It's just that she's also evil. I was going to say she reminds <laughs> me of and this is very funny considering the show. Reminds me a lot of like Megan from Drake and Josh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. parallel. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. Ironically, yeah. played by Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> exactly. Fun fact. Fun fact, in case you didn't know, probably yeah, better than Harrison's eternal fact. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, that doesn't make sense to me, because Miranda Cosgrove plays Carly Shay, who's a very yeah. different character than than Megan on Drake and Josh. Zach, yes. I think you must be confused. Well, have you seen Megan from Drake and Josh and Carly Shay in the same room at the same time? I have seen an episode where Carly watches Drake and Josh yeah. on TV. <laughs> that doesn't <That's> right. count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've yeah. never seen them in the same room at the same time, but I don't. And they must obviously be the same person. <laughs> of course. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Zach, I've never seen you in the same room as Beyonce. That's because I am Beyonce, <gasps> Mark. <gasps> Holy shit. So you admit it. Yes, I admit it. I have been here all along. You thought it was just me. You thought it was you thought it was Zach, but uh, now I'm Beyonce. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> International music sensation Beyonce. How could you lie to us all these years about being Zach Horowitz? I don't know. Well, that answer is good enough for me. <laughs> Guys, we go over to, I believe, uh, Carly's in, I think, the Benson apartment. Gwen leaves to go to the bathroom and she sees that Gwen has a necklace that has a picture of Gwen and Freddie in it, which is weird. It is weird. Maybe dun, she dun, wants dun. to get back together with Freddie. Dun, dun. That seems like... Dun. It's a very interesting conclusion to jump to when just seeing a locket with their names on yeah. it. Like I get the I get it, but like I'm just trying to imagine I want to get back with my ex-husband. I'm going to wear this locket now. I understand that, but also it's like if you found someone if you found out yeah. that someone was wearing a necklace with <laughs> them and their ex-husband's name on it, I don't know what other conclusion you're supposed to yeah, come to. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, she must be wearing it in reference to Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I mean, that's what I wear all of my Freddie jewelry for. Oh, yeah. To Freddie Mercury. Yep. Yeah. My locket, my, my anklet, my... Uh, <laughs> You have that big, like, WWE championship belt that just says Harrison <laughs> plus Freddie Mercury forever in a big heart on it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a giant belt. It's very annoying to carry everywhere. I've seen him do it. I, yeah. I only wear it at the club now. 
Well, you got to let people know you got, you don't want anyone like coming on to you at the club when you're like, Hey, I'm promised to somebody. Hey, and that's hey, somebody. Hey, this ass is for Freddie Mercury pop only. star Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yes, of course. My heart belongs to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, we almost immediately go back to it's either Carly and Harper's apartment or Spencer's apartment or whatever. But Harper lets us know that the Museum of Velvet is going out of business and they're donating everything to her. Why? Don't question it. <laughs> that it really made me want a like drawn out like I wanted it I wanted us to go to the play later and just literally everything is made out of velvet. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. That that seemed like yeah. instead like, they're we just see sort the of outfits costumes. later, they do have velvet, yeah. but they're not like overwhelmingly yeah. velvety. I wanted I wanted them to be overwhelmingly velvety. <laughs> Uh, it would have been so good and they didn't do it and it made oh, me well. sad maybe in another life we'll see we'll see the cut where they have all the velvet in the world release the velvet cut the velvet cut <laughs> everybody go online and bully warner brothers who i don't <laughs> think made this show <laughs> <laughs> to buy, bully Warner Brothers to buy the rights to the show and to buy the rights to the, the show specifically so they can make the velvet cut. Yeah, it'll be yeah. four hours long, and they'll say that it was just re-edited footage. Yep. But most of it has been, most of it is from reshoots after the announcement that it's coming out. Yes, of course. And everyone's wearing velvet. Everyone's wearing velvet. As long as they don't sing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, I'm fine. <laughs> what? Do you yep. have a problem with Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah? <laughs> I have a problem with people misusing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. I love Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Um, Spencer wants to make all of the sets out of marble and sandstone. Mm-hmm. Again, why? Don't mention it. <laughs> Marble and sandstone's a logical way to go. It's not very yeah. easy. Yeah, was, it's not. It doesn't seem <laughs> like given. I mean, it does. They don't say a time frame, but I'd imagine given the time frame, it's probably not great. It's probably not ideal to sculpt a bunch of marble and sandstone sets. But that's that's what makes Spencer a true artist. But that's just showbiz, baby. Spencer is willing to take risks. Stupid risks that aren't going to pay off. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call bravery. I'm surprised that the set doesn't catch on fire when we actually see the show. I, I know. I was going to say, That's everything's going to catch on fire. Also, it would have been very easy to do it because, uh, spoilers, later we find out that Spencer couldn't get his hands on enough sandstone. So instead, he makes the set out of toast. I, like I, you do. Yeah, as one, seems as one does when you can't find as sandstone and marble. And as we all know, theater lights get very hot. That toast <laughs> could have caught on fire. It would That's be so true. easy. That set, could, <laughs> yeah. that set could become very toasty. Ah, 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 ah. Yep. Yep. You guys are going to be blown away later by my sea turtle fact. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to your sea turtle Anyway, Freddie Freddy talks to Harper and Spencer, and he says, there's this one thing 
about Gwen that I've really missed, and it's yeah. her enchiladas. And no, mm. that isn't a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, he just starts talking about how much he wants to eat these great enchiladas she used to make. Yeah. But and he's too afraid to ask her to make them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Millicent walks in to overhear only parts of this conversation. So she's overhearing the parts where Freddie's like, I just want to recreate that magic, but I'm 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 I afraid I don't want to put any pressure on her. I mean, she's I I've hinted at it before, but she's just said, you know, it's going to be too complicated. It'll be too much. <laughs> Yeah. So Millicent thinks her parents are getting back together. Hooray! Yeah. Yay! Yay! But instead, it's about enchiladas. Yeah. As, Which never as comes one back does. to the play. He just wants to note in this one scene that he's really into her enchiladas. Yep. <laughs> but Millicent asks Carly if she knows if Gwen misses Freddy. Because Millicent, of course, knows that Gwen and Carly are friends. I liked that a lot. That was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Carly tells her about the locket. And Millicent wants Carly's help in manipulating the two of them together. As one does. That's just kind of what a lot of this episode is. is just, and they do this, as one does. <laughs> yep. You know, you make, you make sets out of toast. <laughs> you, you, you talk to your friends about how much you mix... You miss your ex-wife's enchiladas. Uh, I do that all. I do that all the time. Yeah. In a very, very sincere voice. He's not going like, oh, you know what? She used to make these great enchiladas and I really wish she'd make them again. He really is like, you know, there's one thing I really miss about my relationship with Gwen and it's her enchiladas. <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so sad. If only they could communicate their needs for enchiladas in their yeah. lives again. <laughs> if only. But instead of enchiladas, Carly makes Ethiopian food for the two of them to recreate their first date. Mm -hmm. And in order to make sure that the two of them can be alone, uh, she invites Millicent and Mrs. Benson over for a sleepover. Oh boy, Yay! it's a girl's night. Girl's night. Girls yeah. night. Mrs. Benson is psyched for the sleepover. She says she's never been invited to one, which surprises me. Yeah. I mean, Mrs. Benson is the life of the party, as we all know. She's such a good, approachable person who's fun yeah. to hang out with. Yeah. She wouldn't be an absolute yep. nightmare in real life. Yep. <laughs> Probably be contacted by child services. <laughs> by the way... <laughs> She has brought a custom puzzle of uh, Freddy doing a puzzle. Uh-huh. As and one does. Based, as one does. And based on the box art, I think she ordered it from the same site that I ordered a custom puzzle of my dog <laughs> that I gave to my mom. That's so adorable. Yeah, it's, I think they just straight up got a puzzle from that website because the box yeah. looked the same. But... Uh, she gets a puzzle cut and goes to put on some gauze, as one does. Mm -hmm. And there's a hilarious joke about, good thing I brought my mini first aid kit, not the big one. And she has like a full suitcase. Again, <laughs> as one does. How yeah. big do you think the full one is? Is it an entire room? Does she refer <laughs> to... I imagine to it's one of those things where it's like, someone gets like... 
you know, if someone gets like shot and she's like, oh no, time to enter first aid mode. And she goes into like a magical girl transformation as this first aid mech attaches oh, okay. to her. It's a giant. I, what I'm saying is the, the big awesome. one is a giant robot. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a mech. Okay. Yeah. I thought, because I thought you were saying that it's not a first aid kit at all. She just turns into a magical girl with first aid powers. No, she enters yeah. the mech, but she does it by doing a magical girl transformation. Okay. That's cool. I'd be, I'd watch that show. <laughs> I'd watch that anime. It's like Baymax, you know? <laughs> right, right. Right, yeah. One more question. This is less like the logistics of it and more what would you prefer? So she, there's a big like magical transformation and she gets into a mech or does she turn into a mech? Ooh, Ooh. I mean, that's a good question. I I feel like the, the mech has a psychic link with her. Yeah, like, I feel like the mech okay. has like a Guardian voice of its figure. own. Yeah. It, it has a voice of its own like. Hello, Mrs. Benson. No, I'm was, here to help you with any of your medical needs. No, I was thinking that similar your to Baymax, it's also voiced needs. by Pete Hornberger from 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But not the All Baymax right. voice, the Pete Hornberger voice, is just his normal voice. But... <laughs> can, yeah. can I make one more suggestion for the robot's voice, and then we can move on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it should be voiced by Pauly Shore. Yes! Ooh, you know mother. what? You're mother! <laughs> when are we gonna fix Freddy's boo boo? <laughs> I want to be on my own. <laughs> this will only hurt a bit. <laughs> uh, so we're, we've agreed her first aid kit is that she turns into a robot that she is linked with that is voiced by Polly Shore. Makes yeah. sense to me. Yep. Yes. And the small one is a is a full suitcase. But uh, Gwen and Freddie have their dinner and they're getting along and it's very nice. I did appreciate that they have a very seemingly a very good relationship. They seem to get along. And even though Carly's like, I hate Gwen because she's your ex-wife and I'm a supportive friend. Freddie's like, no, Gwen's fine. We have a good time together. We're just, you know, don't really belong together in that way <laughs> yeah um but gwen tells freddie that she's seeing someone freddie's super cool with it yeah but at this very moment millicent and carly put their ears to the door to eavesdrop and you know gwen is saying things about i just want to you know this just feels right and i just want to make sure millicent is okay with everything um, and again, Millicent thinks that her parents are getting back together, but just wants to make, but they just want to make sure she's okay with it. I, I fully accept, by the way, that mm-hmm. sitcoms have the trope of characters move to one side of the room and suddenly no one can see or hear them. Yep. I know that's a thing, but like in this scene, Carly and Millicent, the absolute masters of stealth open the front door that Freddy is looking right yeah. at <laughs> on yeah. the stage yeah. and no one notices them. I just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Freddy is blind and they just <laughs> never talk about it. Maybe you ever think about that, how Freddy is blind and obviously the kitchen in Frasier is soundproof. 
Yeah. Because everybody always goes into the kitchen to have conversations about other people in the other room and they don't even close the doors or anything. <laughs> there we go. There's Mark with his, Mark and his Frasier references. This this has been Mark's little Frasier rant. <laughs> every yes, Freddy is blind. One. We gotta have one every now and then. Yeah. Yep. You, yep. It'll, it, it's, it's a nice little Easter egg and you can collect them all and be like, I found all the hidden Frasier references. And when you do, it forms a giant mech. <laughs> all the Easter eggs. Yeah, it forms a giant mech. This one is not voiced by Polly Shore. This one is voiced by Tom Kenny. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, we go over to the school where they're getting ready for the play. Um, Spencer and Harper have both been told that people will vote on what the best part of the play is and whoever wins gets a prize. So they've both brought their a game to the costumes and the set to win that prize. Mm-hmm. And maybe the best surprise of this episode, Olive's back. Yeah. Remember Olive from last Woo! episode? Who we I was really so liked? excited to see her. I'm happy. She's, she's not back. a one off. <laughs> yep. I'm happy that she's a recurring character. Yeah, me too. She's really working hard to make sure the play goes off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. And and God bless her. God bless her. Bless She's her great. heart. She says that the toast set is falling apart. I yep. thought the logical comedic follow up would be that like the costumes are also falling apart, but they don't. It's just the set. No, I think maybe there's a follow up where like something else is happening with the costumes, but I think like. Because in my head, the logic behind the toast set is falling apart as a joke is that it's made of toast. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't I, I think if you were like and the costumes are also falling apart in my mind, I'd be like, well, you're just saying that because the toast is falling apart. I, that I doesn't said, make any I sense. Like falling apart in a more metaphorical sense. Oh, I mean, okay. I, you know, like, like yeah. something's going wrong with the costumes. OK, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, Spencer runs off. He makes a joke about like he needs peanut butter. And yeah. Then, Olive says, oh, to glue the toast in place. He says, no, I just want peanut butter. But yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. <laughs> that was yep. Um, but we find out that Millicent has a brilliant plan in order to let her parents know that she supports them in getting back together. After her big speech as Juliet, she's going to do a grand romantic gesture and deliver a speech about how she's so happy they're back together. And everything is great. Um, and she tells this to Carly, um, who then goes to sit with Freddie and Gwen and finds out, uh-oh, that Gwen has a boyfriend and she hasn't been talking about Freddie this entire time. Oh, the no. The locket was for Millicent. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sweet gift. But also, Carly and Millicent, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was this cringing so much during this scene. This whole play, I was just cringing, waiting for the moment where they were <laughs> Millicent was gonna bring up the divorce on yeah. stage. You you seemed very affected by this. I think I uh, to a certain extent was like, Yeah, I don't like this, but I've seen so many sitcoms. I'm just like, Yeah, get it over with. This is I don't like it. It's bad. Know, get it over just, with. But I think yeah. like you and Tyler were both like, oh no. <laughs> it's not not in an oh no way in a uh uh cringe kind of way for me. Okay. I I just couldn't handle it. It's just so embarrassing. <laughs> I there are certain things, and it's this kind of thing where it's like a misunderstanding. Where I'm like, 
oh, I know it's just leading to something where it's like cringe comedy or just someone's going to be embarrassed where I will walk out of the room when it's playing because I'm just like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to deal with this. (laughs) But Carly blurts out that she and Gwen are friends Mm -hmm. uh, to Freddie's shock. But Freddie's like, why didn't you tell me? That's fine. And Carly says like, well, remember when I visited my dad the other month? And he's like, yeah. And she says, actually, I went to see Gwen and we swam with turtles. And Freddie's Freddy's so like, betrayed. Yeah, yeah, like Freddie's betrayed. Yeah. That's why they yeah. did this for so long because they wanted to So they could him. hang out without Freddie. <laughs> yeah, and Zanzibar. Yep. <laughs> so good. And Zanzibar. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but the play starts. Spencer is actively fixing the set as the play goes along. Yep. Millicent performs. She's doing a pretty good job. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Mm -hmm. Um, and then Carly stops the kid who's playing Romeo, steals his hat and goes out on stage, improvising Shakespearean dialogue to tell her not to do the grand romantic gesture, not to do the speech. Yeah. Uh, she, she tries signaling it to her. Millicent kind of just, uh, ignores it. And then Carly in her infinite wisdom, Decides to pull Romeo off the stage and put on his hat and just yeah. walk out on stage to tell her in public. And then she said, and then she says that Gwen and Harrison's <laughs> having a breakdown. You know, as one she does. says that Gwen and Freddie aren't getting back together, even though yeah. the reason she went on stage was to avoid talking about that. Just- well, here, here's my thing with that. One, I want to point out, I'm very entertained by the fact that you're trying to recap this scene and your brain's just like melting. I yeah. just didn't. <laughs> Your brain is very melty right now. Yeah. Is the seasonal really time still in there? We need to make sure we're good. <laughs> Don't worry, it's written down just in case. Perfect. Here's my thing about this. I think the dumbest not the dumbest part of this, but the dumb the dumb thing about Carly blurting it out, in addition to the fact that you're like all right, fine. Yeah. Um is she says to Millicent, like, you know with that thing you were going to do? Don't do it. And Millicent's <laughs> like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I know, right? What the f- like, Millicent! Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's weird that, I think it is weird that Carly is immediately like, well, I guess my only recourse is to just tell her that her parents aren't getting back together. Well, but it's also, also it's like, Millicent. She's like, just tell me why you're up here and like avoid all that yeah. shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. You're right in that Carly was trying not to say that in front of everybody, but also Millicent just does not get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She does not. Like, I think it's pretty clear what Carly's trying to tell you. And Millicent's like, Carly, I'm in a play. Yeah. I don't have the brain space to hear what you're saying to me. If you're going to, Couch it in riddles, like "Don't do that thing you were you said you were going to do." <laughs> I mean, how was I? What supposed is that to know, even? How mean? was I supposed to know you were talking about my speech about my parents and not performing in the play? Yeah, <laughs> and not the cartwheel that I was going to do in the play. <laughs> yeah, cartwheel right off the balcony. Yep. Gosh. Yeah, Olympic gymnastics style routine. 
Yes. Yep. That's what Romeo and Juliet needed, guys. Yeah. 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 I just want to like. I just want to do like a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but it's a modern day retelling starring Simone Biles, and it's just all <laughs> gymnastics. That's fair. Yes, good. all the duels are gymnastics. I was going to make a joke about you know what Romeo and Juliet needs a gunfight, and then I remember <laughs> there is a gunfight in Boz Lerman's Romeo yeah. plus Juliet. <laughs> yeah, we need fewer gunfights and more gymnastics in these That's right. modern Shakespeare adaptations. We need some. We need some gymkata. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> she should fully do a backflip off of the balcony land on Romeo and be like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do, bitch? I just did a backflip off the balcony. Yeah. yeah. What you going to do? You think you can handle me? <laughs> I'm you crazy. Think- <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I just did a backflip off the balcony. You can't handle me. You think oh your parents and my parents can stop us from being together? I want to see them fucking try. I will jump onto their shoulders and backflip from one of them to another. They will be so Damn. intimidated by me. They'll say, well, I guess we're putting away the family feud because Juliet is crazy. Like, I, I want them to fight. And then I'll do like a sick backflip off the balcony and land on my dad's shoulders and be like, la, 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 la. And then he'll have to stop the war. I want them to fight so I can flip onto my dad's shoulders, take out a gun and just shoot everybody just here. Shoot I'm fucking crazy. We have a gunfight. We have gymnastics. We have crazy. I think that would make Romeo and Juliet better. More accessible be to a modern audience. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Olive has to come out and and clean everything up. Clean up this mess that Carly made. Yeah. Um, she really is working overtime, and mm-hmm. I appreciate her. We respect excited. Olive. We respect Olive now and forever. Yes. Mm-hmm forever in our hearts she didn't die <laughs> no she but she's in my heart okay wanted to make sure i was like zach yeah. i can say whatever i want without thinking of the context okay okay go on <laughs> zach i hope you rest in peace because i it's important to me that you get a good night's sleep thank you i appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> um anyway we cut to um spencer and harper it's after the play no one has voted in the poll because apparently he just the QR code that they handed out to everybody. Spencer just linked it to the IHOP menu as one does. As yeah. one does. I did not think that was a very funny joke. I no. thought that was a random non sequitur that didn't really make sense. Yeah. I was like, did I miss something? Was IHOP yeah. mentioned before? No, no. no and I think Spencer not. goes like, well, I'm just really hungry. And I'm like, that's not a good joke. That's dumb. No. It's bad. Yeah. But. What I do kind of like is they're like, well, I want that prize. Millicent says it was a Falcon to be friends that could be friends with my Falcon, Jericho. Again, I I love how they brought back that Spencer has a Falcon named Jericho. Yep. (laughs) And Harper says something else that isn't a Falcon named Jericho. So I forget what it is. It's like designer boots or something like that. Yeah, it's designer boots. Something Harper would want. No. It's Falcon versus designer boots. And they're like, wait a I, second. I love that they believe that the school is willing to give away either a Falcon or designer boots to whoever makes stuff for their school play. Well, you know, to be fair, to be fair, what's an elementary school going to do with a Falcon? 
They might as well give it away. You know what? Fair. Fair enough. Not like, you think children can be falconers? And what's the elementary school gonna do with the falcon? <laughs> you think children can be falconers? The falcon's just gonna pick them up and fly them away. Yeah, what are, what are falcons? And we'll be like, bye-bye children, like, the falcon got them. Falcon's really big. <laughs> do you know how awkward it is to call in a parent and tell them that their child is no longer Jericho with us? And tell them the falcon dragged them away. <laughs> I know every time I get it, it's really awkward. It's really, really sad every time I have to do it. But you know what, Harrison? You have the courage to do it, and that's why I respect you. Thanks, Mark. Um, but anyway, they they go, yeah. wait a minute. Millicent told you it was this thing you want, but told me it was this thing I want. Do you think she was lying to us to get us to work hard on the play? <laughs> What? No, that can't be it. What? What? What a what a humorous thing that has happened. Yeah. What a classic misunderstanding. But they do get taken to the principal's office for reasons we will find out in a minute. Yep. Um. Um. Anyway, Millicent is talking to Gwen and Freddie, and they're like, "So, are you upset that we're not getting back together?" And Millicent says, "I'm a little upset, but she's okay." Um, and they tell her, you know, we may not be together romantically, but we are still a family. Yeah. Um, and it's very nice. And Millicent says, oh, well, I do like having two Christmases and two birthdays. And then she goes, wait, if you both get remarried and then divorced again, do I get four Christmases and four birthdays? She really wants her parents to get divorced again to different people. <laughs> she wants Freddie to be on like a Ross Geller type of level. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, Go for it. Beat the record. Four divorces. Mrs. Benson show uh, is there and she wants to hang out with Carly now. Carly's her best friend. <laughs> I kind of liked that and hope that it becomes a running thing where Mrs. Benson is just like, oh, it's my best friend, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be really funny. Yeah, but Spencer and Harper both come back and it turns out they did get prizes. They both got participation ribbons. Yeah, they're very, very happy about yeah. it. Yeah. Here's my thing about that. For a play? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. But Mark, everyone but Mark, now everyone feels like a winner. But here's the thing. That happens in like sports and stuff where there is a winner. <laughs> so you give out participation ribbons so everyone feels like they won. There isn't a winner in plays. Yes, there you is. You don't get Romeo ribbons and Juliet, for The plays. winner is whoever doesn't die at the end. Clearly you have never been to an after party. Uh, uh, the cast is constantly talking about who won. Look, you know? there are awards. There's talk of who did the best. But the idea that everybody gets participation ribbons for being in a play. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I, I was also going to say, I think because there's a whole thing that like Mrs. Benson and Carly are best friends now. Did mm -hmm. we mention that like when they were doing the puzzle and they went to like go spy on Freddy that like Spencer and Harper come in and Mrs. Benson's like, wait, who's going to help me with the puzzle? And Carly's like, well, Spencer can do it. He's the best at puzzles. And Harper's like, oh, he's not better than me at the puzzle. Specifically, she says, 
Spencer's the best at nothing. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Spencer's that the best that's at nothing. That's what sells it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I don't think we did mention that, but that was very funny. It's, yeah. nice I think it's worth it to bring it up. Yeah, I, so I just wanted to talk about those participation ribbons because they make zero sense to they me. They don't make any sense. I don't. For a play, yeah. For yeah. a play. You don't get participation ribbons for a play. <laughs> Maybe there were no participation ribbons, but Spencer and uh, Harper were just, they just wanted a prize so bad. They just started baiting well, the principal and the principal was like, well, fine. Wait, well, well, well hold on, hold on. That's not, that's not the only thing ribbons. that they won. That's not the only prize that I, they I, won. Can I, I one more thing. <laughs> I was. I thought you were going to say that Millicent like went to the principal and was like, "Look, I promise these guys prizes." <laughs> and that's better. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a problem if they don't get a prize of some kind. I do not expect you to give this man a falcon. <laughs> but Can if you, you could give them, give them participation some participation ribbons. ribbons. Yeah. But we do find out yeah, the other thing prize. they were awarded. They were uh, which awarded. Is they are now co-chairs of the BTA, the yes. Parent Teacher Association, of which they are neither. Yep. <laughs> and by the way, they are psyched to have been appointed co-chairs of the PTA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A fate so boring that most parents don't even care. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Freddie leans into Carly and says to her, like, no one else volunteered. Yeah. <laughs> so really, they have been drafted <laughs> to be co-chairs to be co-chairs of the PTA. That's so funny. It's, it's great. great. It's this really is, great. The subplot is so good. It is. Spencer and, and Harper is the best duo in this show, I think. <laughs> they're very good. Um, and Millicent or Olive tells Carly like, oh, now the principal wants to see you. And she's like, so I can get an award too? And they go, no, you ruined the play. Yeah. You're in trouble. <laughs> and then the episode ends. And to its credit, that is more of a button than many of these yeah, episodes have. But I still don't think it was particularly strong. There's also yeah. one thing where it's like you see her walk away. And I think, unless I'm just imagining this, but Spencer and Harper do like that little... Ooh, you're in trouble. Oh, they. I think everybody says ooh. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody does say that. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how the episode ends. Yep. So is it sad boy time? Yeah. I think it's sad, it's boy, sad time. boy time. It's sad boy time. I. I don't think there's that much to work with. with I. This one. The only people that I can really think of up top of my head, are like Spencer and Harper. I I have Freddie's mom. Freddie's mom is okay. a good one too. Actually, well, Spencer and Harper uh, have sort of the same case, which yeah, is that yeah. they are both manipulated by a child That's into true. doing work yeah. that they don't want to do. I will say, out of the two, I think I give Spencer the edge because one, he was promised a falcon, which is a lot <laughs> less yeah. believable than like clothes, and also he builds the sets out of toast. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, yeah. I do yeah, think okay, Spencer has an edge because he went because he went, I'm going to build sets out of marble and sandstone, then was like, or bread. <laughs> and there's also just like a part where the he best substitute. I mean he also like works on the set mid play and like rolls in and out. <laughs> yeah. True. Very true. That is true. And yeah. also Jericho's not gonna have a little friend. Does that yeah. mean Jericho should be a nominee? Jericho doesn't get a little Jericho falcon the friend. Falcon. <laughs> Because Jericho, he doesn't, he get doesn't a have any friends. Yep. 
But Spencer is his only friend. You know what? That seems like another reason to put him. <laughs> to put Jericho on? Yes. His only friend is Spencer. 100%. Mrs. Benson has never been invited to a sleepover and immediately is like, Carly, you're my best friend. Hooray. <laughs> you know, I wasn't thinking about it before until you brought it up, but I think I have to vote for Mrs. Benson. Yeah. Oh, you're vo- you're you're voting. You're deciding right now. You're I voting. I think for Mrs. I Benson. gotta give it to Mrs. Okay. Benson. I I'm voting for Spencer. I think between building a set out of bread, being manipulated by a child, being forced into being co-chair of the PTA, <laughs> fixing the set while the play is going. Not even Mrs. Benson wanted to be the chair of the PTA. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um. I'm thinking with Mark on this one. I think I think I'm going Spencer here. That's fair, yeah. honestly. I'm fine with that. I, I even though I've I nominated uh Freddy's mom, I think I'm going Spencer. He's just so sad. <laughs> he has that little edge over Harper. I he's our favorite man. Our favorite. He's great. Person. I love Spencer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How can you not love a man who built a set out of bread? He's the best. <laughs> What was the thought? He says something about like, I'm going to build it out of toast because it looks like rock, but it's very light. And I'm like, toast does not look like rock. (laughs) What are you talking about, Spencer? (laughs) What is happening? That's not what rock or toast How did this episode break us? I don't know. This episode is just weird. God. But... It is over now, and finally, I we can thank you, fair listeners, for listening in today to Rewatch Party. If you want to find more of us, please go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rewatch Party Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe to, to hear more of us talking about bread sets and why Spencer's bad at building them. <laughs> Until next time, I have been Harrison Bloom. I have been Zach Horowitz. And I have been and will continue to be Mark Green. <laughs> Keep rewatching, fair listeners. And did you know that sea turtles can hold their breaths for up to five hours underwater? That's, That's a an really interesting cool sea, turtle sea turtle fact. fact. I like that fact a lot. That's a very cool sea turtle oh, fact. Thank Harrison. you, guys. I'm so glad to finally get that out.